Hello, I'm Boz. And I'm Ben. And this week we'll be talking about Time for Drugs. A very big Ben. A real big man's sport. And conning the Pope. Welcome to Backseat Coaches. Uh, oh yeah, where's, where's Buzz? I don't know, that was my impression of the week, wasn't it? <laughs> May the 4th be with you, because that's the day this is coming out. Um, Happy Star Wars Day. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Star Wars, isn't it? Nice Star Wars Day. It's not really... Interesting sport, yeah. Yeah, it's not really not really related to our sports. <laughs> it's hard to come up with an in sometimes. <laughs> We're not massive nerds. <laughs> it's weird how Star Wars has retained such a day <laughs> well yeah such interest that it's got a day like, i understand in the 80s star wars films they were cool they're not really that cool anymore they the, no the prequel so. the prequel trilogy kind of put paid to that and the more recent ones i i really haven't enjoyed that much i didn't enjoy rogue one i know a lot of people did but i didn't think it was that good you still go buy me a present though for star wars day well i've got, got your lightsaber right here hey! <laughs> Uh, after that weird in, shall we look at some sports headlines? <laughs> did you hear about Mo Farah, who, well, did many things this week? Didn't do very well at the marathon, did he? London Marathon? Arguably. Arguably, yeah. And didn't didn't do as well as he would have hoped, no. I think. he. I, I guess he. a lot of it is expected of him, because yeah. he is sort of a national treasure. But what um, did he do? Well, he talked about possibly returning to the track in 2020 yeah um possibly coming back for didn't say which events but i would assume the five and ten like he yes do. um he said it would be nice to have another medal and he's right it would wouldn't it <laughs> and they're just easy yeah ten a penny easy to get go back track just, events <laughs> just wander back i'll have a i'll have a medal please yes there you go so mo <laughs> you can have one but i mean he's he was an incredible runner so there's no reason why if he thinks he can go and get a medal why wouldn't he go yeah um and i don't suppose his training would be that much different to the road training he's doing now it must be some different hadn't it but yeah it's just it's still running isn't it so and reasonably far yeah so there's transferable skills there isn't there (laughs) (laughs) if he can run a marathon i'd imagine he can still run five thousand meters so yeah i could definitely see him going back i would like to see him run once more especially if he could go and win it that would be incredible it would be an incredible story for him to just but what if he goes and doesn't win it and doesn't and comes like eighth yeah that would be a little bit depressing what happens to his legacy then i think his legacy will remain still though wouldn't i think I know yeah. like, people going past their prime generally, like people do generally fall off a little bit before they retire. Not many people retire at the top of their game no, and stay retired. A lot of people retire at the top of their game and then go, mm, actually, I fancy coming back for a little bit. <laughs> I've got nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah. Do you see he also uh, has been a little bit annoyed by Haile Gabrisselassie. Been in a little bit of a spat. Yeah. Interesting one. Uh, Gabrisselassie, who is an Ethiopian runner, for those who don't know, he was the two times world champion. Yes. In the 10,000, I think was his event. Um, he owns a hotel in Addis Ababa in Ethiopia and Mo was staying there. 
mm-hmm. and apparently had two phones, a watch, and some money stolen from his room. A lot of money. £2,000 worth see of money. The amount. Oh, okay, yeah, quite quite a bit then, yeah. Um, and they've been in a little spat about it, about yeah. whose problem it is, really. Mo is disappointed that he's not taking responsibility, that yeah. Gabriel Selassie isn't taking responsibility. Well, and didn't help, was the quote that I yeah. saw. Um, yeah, that Gabriel Selassie didn't come to his aid. And Gabriel Selassie says they offered him the, the house safe, mm-hmm. but he turned it down. Yeah. In which case, the hotel is then not responsible for your stuff. Mm, so, the other thing that I read was that there is a safe in the room, but it was broken. It was broken. Yeah, and Moe asked for a safe in the room. But maybe that's why they offered him the house safe. Yes, possibly. Maybe all the safes are broken. Intentionally. <laughs> 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 so that people will try to use them and then get the stuff nicked out of it. <laughs> um, yes, the money, the money bit I can see... There, there does seem to be a little bit of a grey area there where the Mo should have left that behind the counter. Even so, you shouldn't be worrying about stuff being nicked from your room. No. Um, I, I assume he didn't have it lying around, just like strewn across tables or anything. For I people. don't know, if you're taking two grand in cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is a bit of an interesting one, but again, travelling in Africa is a bit different to travelling in Europe, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he also, Gabriel Selassie called it blackmail, apparently, that... Yes. Mo sent him text messages saying, or from what Gabriel Selassie said, was it was a blackmailing text saying... Yeah, saying he would defame him. And... Yeah, he's called it a defamation of his yeah. character. It's an interesting one because I, I don't know who's in the right, really, at this point. It's quite... I mean, there was an investigation, apparently, into the staff. There was a police investigation yes. and nothing was turned up. Um, I don't know what more... Gabri Selassie could have done. Apparently, oh, apparently they said that they were going to re- refund him the money, yeah. only to rescind that offer when Mo didn't pay for his room. Mo left without paying, citing security concerns, which again I can understand. Yeah, well, clearly. <laughs> yeah. So it's very, it's very difficult, isn't it? It's very difficult yeah. to know whose side to be on, and also to rescind the offer of paying repaying £2,000 or over £2,000 because he didn't pay his bill. Mm. How big was his bill? Apparently £2,000. That was what I read, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see about the BMX Supercross World Cup? I didn't. It was held in Manchester, the first two rounds of ten. There are ten races across five countries. Um, The first two rounds were held in Manchester this weekend. Um... The British guy, I can't remember his name now, but he finished fifth, which is not too bad. He is hoped to be a podium person by the end. Yeah. Podium person. Um, but he, he finished fifth in <laughs> a, the final. A, a podionist. A, yes, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Po- podiatrician. No, nice. they, they study podium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, Fix them, maybe. <laughs> Uh, there was one interesting heat where everyone fell off, which was exciting. <laughs> I saw the video of this, and they go around what well, looked like pretty much the second corner, like a hairpin corner. One goes, and if one goes, they all go in this event. Superb. I I really like these sort of cross events. There's a lot of yeah, they're all called something cross, like ski cross, and they're all just very short Carnage. short courses. Six riders, six to eight usually. There's eight in the BMX. 
and yes, carnage. <laughs> they will just bash into each other. And when you fall off, you're very likely to take somebody else with you. Yes. Which is excellent. It's really fun to watch. Um, yeah, this one, this one race, the, they all fell off. The guy who was in last is the one who managed to sort of negotiate his way around <laughs> and ended up winning the heat, which is great. Um, the other weird thing that I found out was on their own website, on the BMX Supercross website, rounds, so this was rounds one and two. The next races are rounds five and six. They are being held in Norway on the fourth mm-hmm, and fifth yep. of May, and then <laughs> rounds three and four are being held in the Netherlands on the eleventh and twelfth. I can't. I can't figure that out. <laughs> I literally can't work out why that would be, unless like rounds five and six are like special rounds or something. They're like time trials, or or there's something different about them that mean that. Although they're held earlier, they are still known as rounds five and six. That's the only way I can understand. You know, tradition from this... <laughs> yeah, from this long-standing sport. <laughs> Goes of... back to Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him. A big big old Henry VIII on a little tiny monkey bike. That'd be great. <laughs> Did you see, we watched this before, this Latan fight with Ned Manua in the Did. MLS. He did not paint himself in a good light. No, and... Zlatan is a very divisive figure, I think, in general. I love him because he's a nutter. Yes, I generally really do like (laughs) him. I think he's incredibly skillful and he's quite good for the game, I think, because he's very, like, he's in sort of the Cantona mould, I think. Yeah. He's a very similar player to Cantona, very headstrong, does his own thing. Kicks people. Kicks people, yeah. (laughs) He used to do it to Clarence Seedorf all the time. (laughs) There's a great video on YouTube of a compilation of him just kicking Clarence Seedorf in the back of the head (laughs) multiple times. Seedorf did not seem happy about it. And they're on the same team. That's the best thing. Uh, He's a nutter. But um, Neda Manua did not enjoy his run-in with him. He was dragged down by the neck off the ball. Yes, which we watched. It doesn't look good. It's not. No. A, it's a weird foul to have committed. Uh, he got booked for it, and it's just like he's not really even going for the ball anyway. Yeah, he's, he's just dragged down off the ball. Whether he's just trying to intimidate a little bit, or I don't know. That's what it seemed to be. Yeah, because Latin was just trying to intimidate the oppo- uh, the opposition and Neda Manua particularly, I guess. Um, but Anua did not take it, did he? No. He, yeah, was sort of head to head with him all the time, and when Zlatan went to sort of shake his hand after the game, did not take that well and <laughs> shooed him out of the the changing room. And rightly so, I rightly think. so, I agree. Uh, after Zlatan scored in that game, mm. scored the winner, um, he squared up to him again, and yeah. was screaming in his face, sort of celebrated and, very much yeah. at him, didn't it? Yeah, um, which is entirely uncalled for. Yeah, as much as I like Zlatan I don't like everything he does I mm. do think that he stepped across the line in this one I and, think so and he uh, stood up to him in admirable fashion I think and I think he's he's conducted himself very well I Manu. think so um, and has a very Mancunian accent which I was not expecting no. <laughs> having read his name I was like oh he's probably African of some sort no he's just a Mancunian <laughs> and very Mancunian as well so Zlatan really should watch himself yeah he'll get stabbed <laughs> Uh, have you read about Alex Hales? He's everywhere at the moment in the news. I have. I've read and made notes. Oh, why don't you talk about this one then? <laughs> <laughs> so he has been suspended following an off-field incident. Yes. Um, and has been withdrawn from the World Cup squad. Mm. The ECB 
sort of tantalisingly, have refused to comment, citing confidentiality issues. Yeah. But we all know it's drugs. Yeah, it's gotten out. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I read it on The Independent. That yeah. It was about a drugs, a recreational drugs use violation of policy. No idea how they know this. No. And a whole article came out with quotes from Simon Hughes. Yeah. Uh, the ex-player mm. saying, the culture of modern white ball cricket means it is easier for players to slip into recreational drugs use. I assume it's drugs then. I guess so. <laughs> Sounds like it. Um, and there's been a little bit of furore, particularly from the Alex Hales camp, saying that oh, he was assured that his conduct would never lead to him not making the World Cup squad. That wasn't what that reassurance was made for. Like They, they talked about him when because he was caught up in the Ben Stokes yeah. uh, debacle, which is, well, it must be 18 months ago yeah. now. Um and he was sort of cleared of all of that. He was, he he got fined for bringing the game into disrepute. Yes, or for, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, he was fined and I think banned for a little bit. He did, he was suspended for yeah, a little bit at that time. By, not by the ECB, but by the disciplinary board, yes. which are different apparently. Um, but yeah, apparently he, there was assurances made that the fact that he couldn't go on tour wouldn't affect his World Cup place. Yeah, that has nothing to do with him now again breaching the rules <laughs> yeah just because you can't go on tour doesn't mean you can sit at home like smoking joints injecting heroin i don't know what he's doing <laughs> um this is is from an off-field incident which we assume is some sort of drugs mm-hmm. uh last year it's taken them a year to oh, suspend really? him ah, yeah i didn't know it was that long i hadn't seen it's, when the event was it's even oh, okay. more ridiculous i mean i assume they're investigating for that time yeah but it does seem a bit weird doesn't it i also don't understand the comment of the culture of white ball cricket means it's easier for players to slip into recreational drug use is is white ball cricket that boring I th- or that, I is read it too that... exciting <laughs> <laughs> i did read that article and it was it was something Hughes was saying it's because they've got so much more free time because they're only playing for like 10 minutes when they're playing playing on the white ball games whereas test matches used to go for five days now the fact that there's white ball cricket and Alex has only plays white ball cricket has a lot of downtime and he reckons that that gives him more time to go off and free kids ball. have a lot of downtime <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I don't really think I mean <laughs> yes it gives you more free time in which to inject heroin but <laughs> it doesn't lead you to injecting I don't think I'm not saying he's a heroin addict by the way I don't know but yes I don't I've never seen free time being a causal factor in drugs use. No, I don't think... I mean, there may be a correlation, but I don't think it's causal. I don't think having free time, (laughs) therefore, (laughs) use loads of drugs. That's what I do in my work holiday. (laughs) Talking of naughty boys, have you seen about Neymar? getting banned for three games in the Champions League for dissing the referees, for releasing a diss rap. No, he didn't release a diss rap. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. <laughs> no, he went on Twitter and called them uh, a disgrace and four guys who know nothing about football. Was he talking about four guys in particular or, or every set of referee Ooh, linesmen that's and fourth a good official? Point. Well... He was talking specifically about the PSG game against Man United, yes. where the penalty was given in the last minute. That was when his comments came. But he didn't specifically name any referees, so you might be right. He's talking about just four four referees in general. It doesn't it doesn't say <laughs> any, who doesn't say four. who. <laughs> just... Pick four, and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, 
three games in the Champions League is a lot. It is, yeah. Because that is, that's going to be half of the group stage next year. Um, what do you think of the ban? Do you think, A, should he have been banned in the first place? And B, do you think the ban is too strenuous? Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's worth a three-game ban. I don't even think it's worth a ban, personally. From the way players shout and scream at the referee on pitch and don't see anything for it, Mm -hmm. to ban him for three games for this seems like... Ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous as far as I can't can't get behind it at all. It's just... Uh, an abolition of free speech basically now he's not allowed to then criticize the referees at all he can't yeah say his opinion on the decision which is in my opinion he's right <laughs> i think it was a poor decision it shouldn't have been given as a penalty why can't he say that i don't understand like and saying they know nothing about football it's a weird like, comment but I, I don't know if I'd find that particularly offensive if I was a referee no I mean right? he, hasn't, he hasn't used any swear words he hasn't done he's not verbal abuse yeah. he hasn't fought with the referees at all he's just given his opinion you see pundits giving that same opinion all the time oh and, absolutely yeah and I fully back their right to do so you are you should be allowed to say whatever you want as long as you are not abusing anyone if you're just giving an opinion, yeah, how can you be... I don't think you should be penalised for giving your opinion. And I know referees do need some protection, because especially on pitch, they are harangued constantly. But this is not helping, I don't think. I think this is making no. it worse, as far as I'm concerned. I think it's just annoying people. And when people get annoyed, they do worse things. So next time he comes to play, he's just going to like lay into the referee from the off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's going to get it all out of his system while he's on the pitch. Because there's no ban for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not allowed to do it outside of it. He's just making it worse. <laughs> Final story. Did you see about Lucas Bates at the, the marathon? The man who was dressed up as Big Ben. I did. Yeah. He got around, did well. He was trying to break a record. He didn't quite break the record. He was trying to be the fastest monument uh, to do a marathon. Not the fastest clock. He may have got fastest clock. I don't know. I can't <laughs> confirm. <laughs> but he is not the fastest mar- uh, monument. The worst thing about it was he got to the end and they at marathons, they always have like a, a bit over the top don't yes. they, where the clock is. And I don't know whether he thought about this beforehand, but he was too tall to get through that. <laughs> And no matter how he tried, and try he did, he went back and forth a few times, like a dog trying to get a big stick through a door and not knowing how to do it. Just goes back and forward and back and forward, just keeps banging his head against the the thing over the top. And eventually, uh, a steward comes along and sort of pushes him down to his knees yeah. and like has to waddle through, helped along by another runner. If he was sensible, he would have put his tracker in the in the spire oh yeah and just poke that like yeah. dive for the finish <laughs> yeah it was very funny and uh, a good end for him so he didn't he didn't get the record but he did get on the bbc sport website so yeah fair <laughs> you win some you lose some don't you backseat coaches presents wwe bracket s and a new wwe as we do every week. Yep. Yeah. As is my want. Yes. Um, I've got three names for you. Have you? Go on then. What These have you got? are 
Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> you say that every week. <laughs> you just put the subprints of effort in. <laughs> but definitely a lot more PC than my, my rude one. I don't know if you kept that in. I did. Ooh. Yeah. We might have <laughs> lost some listener by, <laughs> from that. <laughs> so this week, the names I've chosen for you are all based on foodstuffs. Oh, I like that. So you can be the smoothie. Ooh, that does sound like me. I do have quite a sort of jazz voice. <laughs> <laughs> you used to host a radio station, didn't you? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Late <laughs> smooth night. Bars. <laughs> smooth bars. <laughs> smooth bars in the evening. <laughs> 909, drive time with the smoothie. <laughs> so you're going to be the smoothie. Avocado smash. Oh, that's good. What all them millennials are eating. That's very good, yeah. The millennial rustler. <laughs> or leek and potato suplex. <laughs> well, instead of souffle, soup, oh, soup, <laughs> souplex. I get it. <laughs> I thought it was souffle, <laughs> just as good. I do good. I like both. <laughs> That's good. The potato souplex is good, but I want to be the avocado smash on toast. Oh, please. Of course, you do. Yeah, I want to. I want to appeal to that sort of younger generation. That's all. <laughs> well, you've gone the other way. You're going to appeal to the older generation Ooh. because you have. A sort of 70s rock theme <laughs> <course>. this week. <laughs> so you can be Bob Killen. Mm. Hello, Bob Dylan. I get it. You can be David Powie. Nah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> or you can be Mick Zigzagger. Because he's sort of all over the place. Because he zigs and zags. Zigs and then zags. You don't know which. You don't know which order we might do it. You might do zag zig this time. <laughs> then you're in trouble, aren't you? <laughs> which one do you want to be? Um... I'll be the zigzagger. Go, go for it. Come on then, Mick. Tell me what you got for me. This week, our WWE originated in the 16th century. Ooh. Goes back some time. Traditional. Uh, mainly played in the UK. Mm-hmm. That's where we are. Uh, any guesses? <laughs> haggis eating? We've it, had haggis before. We haggis have tossing. Tossing the haggis. Yeah. Cheese rolling. It is real tennis. Oh, we spoke about this. The original oh, racket sport. Quizzes. Yeah. Um, so this is the original racket sport from which the modern game mm. of lawn tennis is derived. Mm. We What's, don't call it lawn tennis very often anymore, do we? No. We just call I think, it tennis. Yeah, because... Real, real tennis is tennis. not a thing anymore. Yeah. Um, was it called real tennis in the first place? It was called real tennis after lawn tennis came along. Right, okay. <laughs> to differentiate the two, I see. I think it was just tennis. <laughs> you reckon all the, <laughs> reckon all the real tennis players were like, what the, f- what are those guys doing over there? <laughs> we're playing the real tennis over here. <laughs> change, change the name. Change the name. <laughs> change it and make it real. Um, Do you reckon the lawn tennis people are like pissed? <laughs> I wish we got there first. <laughs> we should have called it real tennis first. <laughs> what? Why have we gone fake tennis? <laughs> what a stupid name. <laughs> um, also known as court tennis in the US. Oh, okay. There are 48 courts worldwide, over half of which are in Britain. Uh, as in the remaining? Yes. Right. Oh, okay. So, how do we play? Mm. Uh, best of three or five sets. Okay. As standard. Normal yeah. tennis. As per fake tennis, yeah. <laughs> Six games wins a set, oh. but no need to win by two. Like, you don't uh, need to get a break of so serve. Just first to six. Yep. Right. 
So if you serve first, you're odds on to win, I guess. Chance. Yep. Assuming that the serve is as as dominant in this game. That's what I've been told okay. by the internet. So... By real tennis fanatics. <laughs> Realtennis.com. They've all written in already. Prior to... <laughs> Prior to us talking about it. Is it called realtennis slash flatearthers.com? Because they sound very similar. <laughs> um... They use a cork-based ball covered with a hand-sewn layer of heavy woven woolen cloth. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were going to say leather. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a cricket ball. No, cork-based. So you just got to drink a lot of wine. <laughs> uh, Marjorie, we've run out of balls. <laughs> Open up the Chardonnay. Uh, this means the balls are less bouncy and harder than your average fake tennis ball. Less bouncy? Yeah. That doesn't sound good. No. No. <laughs> the... Very matter of fact. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> well, it's, it's... So you can play off the walls, similar mm. to squash. Oh, okay. And... Yeah, squash balls aren't very bouncy either, are they? No. Mm. Not like a tennis ball is. No. And similar to squash, they have like oval-shaped rackets. Oh, okay. So you can hit it off the walls. Old tennis rackets used to look like that as well. Yeah. Like lawn tennis rackets. Mm. Only two companies... In the world, make rackets for really? real tennis. Ah. One in Cambridge and one in Colorado. And which one's better? Uh, <laughs> right in with your answers, <laughs> real tennis aficionados. Um, court is generally wider and longer than a normal lawn tennis court. They're big old indoor arenas, longer and wider. Yeah. So, they're, but they're playing off a wall. Oh, but it's it's still got a net. Yes. It's, you don't play off the wall in the person. It's not like squash. No. Okay. Right. So three of the walls have sloping roofs or penthouses. <laughs> right. And a double asymmetric. <laughs> Run it past me again. <laughs> what do you mean the double asymmetric? So. <laughs> they're, they're super asymmetric. They're not just a little bit asymmetric. Um, one of the side walls is flat. Right. And the other has like a pitched roof uh. and both the back walls have pitched roofs of different designs <laughs> <laughs> and is the pitch sort of coming into the court or away from the court uh coming so away from the court as so, you've described so the wall is there the back wall's there and it goes up and the then the roof yeah. slants away so you could <laughs> land the ball up there and it would roll back onto yes. the court yeah interesting Rather than landing the ball up there and it's staying. <laughs> it's <getting> stuck. <laughs> Flat roofs. <laughs> um, service is always. Mom! <laughs> Ben's here on the roof again. <laughs> Go play down your own end. <laughs> Why are you playing fake tennis? <laughs> service is always made from the same end and it must touch the side penthouse on the receiver's side of the court. Before side. hitting the floor. Okay, so you've got to hit it up onto the penthouse, so onto the pitched roof. On the receiver's side receiver of the court. receiver's side, and it bounces down onto the yeah. court. Okay, that's um, interesting. There are many different um, styles of serve, mm -hmm. unlike fake tennis, which yeah. just has the one. Just the overarm boring serve. Um, examples of the serve are the railroad, the bubble, the poop. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. The the PK. The what? The PK. The PK is in like Gerard PK. Yep. Nice. The boomerang and the giraffe. 
superb. Those are superb names. That I love a sport that has stupid names for things. And um, what did, uh, this? The, it had said something very stupid about those names. Oh. as ah, uh, they're given descriptive names to distinguish them. <laughs> That's right. I can clearly see what the giraffe serve is like now, having heard about it. What are you talking about? How like I can't even imagine what the giraffe serve is. No, you suddenly make your neck longer. Just really, you're really tall. It's like a gooseneck. Yeah, or maybe you have to lose, like someone goes on all fours and you stand on their back and then you serve it. <laughs> there are other complexities and i'm gonna read this verbatim because complexities sounds like it's a disease so the game has many other complexities for instance when the ball bounces twice on the floor at the service end so i guess when it's been returned right or during a rally Mm -hmm. the serving player does not generally lose the point instead a chase is called where the ball made its second bounce and the server gets the chance later in the game to play off the chase from the receiving end but to win the point being played off (laughs) (laughs) their shot's second bounce must be further from the net i.e. closer to the back wall than the shot they originally failed to reach what? a chase can also be called at the receiving end but only on the half of that end nearest the net this is called a hazard chase. This is insane. I, how could you even referee that? Yeah. That was ridiculous. Would you, would you like to know some more? I would love to. I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> you sound disappointed. <laughs> You're trying to wrap this up. Those areas of the court in which chases can be called are marked with lines running across the floor, making it easier to ref. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, so there's only specific areas where you can call it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Additionally, a player can gain the advantage of serving only through skillful play, i.e. laying a chase, which ensures a change of end. (laughs) This is in stark contrast to fake tennis, where players (laughs) (laughs) alternately serve and receive entire games. In real tennis, the service can only change during a game. Oh. And it is not uncommon to see a player serve for several consecutive games till yeah. a chase be made. Right. So serving, what what game is it where you serve and you can only win points in your serve? Is that squash? Or is it badminton? It used to be badminton. But they, but they changed, changed the rules it. on that. Okay. So it's like that though, that you, you don't, I don't know, because in badminton you do, no, you could keep, you could keep serving, couldn't you? Until you lost a point and then the serve changed. Yeah. So that's similar to what's going on here. You just keep on serving forever and yeah. you keep winning points. Yes. But even if you lose points, do you keep on serving? It's only if they... Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's only if they call a chase yeah. that you turn around. Indeed, in theory, an entire match could be played with no change of service. <laughs> the same player serving every point. That would be very annoying if you were a very good server. Although it sounds like it's very hard to win points off your serve. Yeah. Because putting it up on the, the penthouse, that's not going to... That's not going to increase the power, is it? Uh, well, you'd just do a giraffe serve, wouldn't you? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He's aced me with a giraffe. <laughs> Didn't think I'd be saying that today. <laughs> he set up a hazard <laughs> with his bobble. His hazard chase bobble serve. Um, popular with Henry VIII, 
Really? It was. On his little tiny BMX bike. <laughs> he did. He loved a bit of real tennis. Good lad. None of that fake tennis. Yeah, well, um, he'd have abolished it, wouldn't he? And chopped <laughs> his head off. <laughs> Many notable players. G.H. Hardy. Oh, yeah? Yep. I don't know who that is. Me neither. <laughs> King Louis of France. Oh, I've, I've heard of a Louis. Uh, Ustace Miles, the first foreign winner of the American Championship in 1900. Of real tennis? Yep, and right. usually for the period, Miles is a vegetarian. Uh. I don't know why that's important, but it's in here. I feel like this website is just very random facts. I'm not even sure I believe any of this. <laughs> well, it's not fake. <laughs> that's true. This is real tennis. So, if you have a fancy game, well, you're best off playing in the UK. Yeah, there's half the courts here. <laughs> and, well, we'll play it this weekend, shall we? I'll give it a go. Yeah, it's a date. <laughs> Backseat Coaches presents WWE. Bracket S. It's nice to see good sportsmanship in sport, isn't it? It's nice to see that sometimes. It's nice to see good sportsmanship follow a bit of cheating as well. This is what I was going to say. <laughs> what we're going to talk about here is not necessarily good sportsmanship, I don't think. No. It's, it's good sportsmanship on the part of Marco Bielsa, or Marcelo Bielsa even. Yes. And doesn't sound like many other players. No. <laughs> but let's talk about what happened first. It was the Leeds versus Aston Villa game at the weekend. Uh, A weekend big game gone. for Leeds. Massive game for Leeds. They were on 82 points. And whoever's in second was on 88 points. Sheffield United. Sheffield United, that's right. Um they needed to, and there's two games left. This yes. was the first of their two games left. They needed to win effectively. If they didn't win, they had no chance of automatic promotion. Yep. It was nil nil in the second seventy second minute when Jonathan Khadija, who was uh, playing for Aston Villa, went down injured, and Leeds had the ball, slowed down. Everyone sort of stopped, saying, "Okay, yeah, we're going to put it out for a throw." Um, but Tyler Roberts had different ideas. <laughs> It sort of slows down enough and sort of looks and is talking to the Aston Villa players who are pointing at the guys on the floor. And he, he looks like he's going to put it out and then just plays a lovely ball down the line, <laughs> half the pitch down the line to uh, Mateusz Klitsch, who carried on, as I suppose you would. Once the ball's, once you've carried on, you kind of have to, don't you? Um, and then went and scored, much to Aston Villa's disgust. Yes. And there you play to the whistle, don't you? You do, <laughs> but uh, there is a lot of precedent for people putting the ball out when there's somebody injured, particularly when it is a bad injury, which just looked like he was not getting up and he didn't look in. He looked in quite a bit of pain. Yes, especially at nil nil, and the ball not in a very dangerous area. Yes, as well. they were in the. It was the back four, the Leeds yeah. back four who had the ball. There was no pressure on the ball at all. It would have been very comfortable for him to have just put the ball out. Um. But they didn't, and there was a fracas that ensued, during which Ahmed or Ahmed El Ghazi was sent off for Aston Villa. Yep. For not even touching Patrick Bamford, as you've seen. I don't know if you've yes. seen the replay of that. Uh, it doesn't even go close to him, and that red card has been since rescinded by the league. And Patrick Bamford is facing a two-match suspension for deliberate simulation. So that's good. good. It's good that they've gone back and seen that. Yeah. El Ghazi was absolutely distraught. Uh, during the game for being sent off and it was it was just a mistake that the officials made very hard I can't really blame the officials because they were sort of policing a melee at that point yeah very difficult and uh, Bamford did go down diving 
and oh guys, it was near him and made a motion towards him. Actually, it was Bamford who was sort of attacking El Ghazi and when El Ghazi wow. sort of shrugged him off he went down holding his face um, so yeah good that he's going to get suspended as well I'm a fan of that but so Leeds went 1-0 up at this point yes the goal stood um, as it had to in the rules of yeah, the game yeah it does fracas ensued not only on the pitch but also on the touchline there was quite <laughs> a bit of shouting between Bielsa and John Terry on the touchline but Bielsa was very clear in the fact that they were just going to give the goal back and all through it he instructed all his players to give the goal back oh, this was before even the red card came out all the yeah. fact everything he was very clear about the fact that they had to give the goal back um, and they did apart from Pontus Janssen who was the one Leeds defender yes. <laughs> chasing after the ball <laughs> one player from Leeds the, the rest of them from the kickoff, uh, they all just stand there and let Villa player uh, Albert Adoma just dribble through, slot the ball in the net, and Pontus Janssen is just tearing after him and tries to foul him to stop him scoring. Ah. And he's very, very annoyed when the ball goes in the net and he's shouting at his at the referee, at the, his own manager, <laughs> his goalkeeper. Can't shout at the referee. He doesn't care. He shouts at everyone. He's pissed. <laughs> but I guess it was big for Leeds. It was very important. A very important game. But Bielsa was very clear on the fact that he didn't want to go through in that manner so I do agree that it is good sportsmanship from Bielsa I yes. don't think anyone else has come out of this smelling of roses <laughs> Other than nothing wrong with the Villa players there's nothing they could have done they did the no. right, they did everything that they could have um, but it was just a very interesting situation I've never seen that before I haven't seen it but uh, it drew a lot of comparisons with a similar event between I think Sheffield United and, and Arsenal. Carney, so yes. That video yeah. has been playing a lot yeah. on the BBC. Yeah, I looked like. into that. Uh, yeah, that, I remember that, actually. I remember, because Carney didn't know the rules. He'd only just come into English football. Didn't know point. the language. Yeah, well, yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> he, was, he was one of these players who was brought in on the back of a World Cup. Didn't really know anything about English football. Didn't realise that it was good form to give the ball back. It was giving the ball back after they'd put the ball out already, wasn't it, in that one? Yeah. Um, so he just went off and scored a goal. That game was replayed. Yeah. Arsene Wenger made a strict point of getting like, that game replayed. Which, business-wise, not a bad move. Yeah, very smart. <laughs> Much better than giving the goal back in the first place. <laughs> but I don't think that was a cup game, that one. This was a league game, so I don't think they would have replayed a league game. No. But they, they already had a cup slot, I guess, for the replay, so they played it then. But yeah, it was a very interesting event um and i've never seen a goal just been given back like i've thought of it before i thought that might happen but i've never actually seen it happen no it is good Mm. what i still don't understand is why they can't just play on and um physios come on the pitch pitch. yeah fully agree (laughs) they do that in rugby it's very, very easy. I guess in rugby, it's a little bit more territorial. The ball isn't likely to come through. And when it does, they stay have a stoppage and they have a clear way to yeah. get the ball back into play. But they have that in football. They have a drop ball. I don't see why you couldn't... Football is a bit more fast-paced moving around the pitch. But Perhaps, yeah. I don't think it's that much more fast-paced. Rugby is quite fast-paced anyway. And yeah, it's quite often the player being treated as behind the play. But... I mean, that would have been the case in this one as well. The physio could have rushed on and they could have carried on playing. They'd have had to play with less players, but... 
Yeah. There's, like, that, that happens in rugby all the time, and they have to play with less players when players are down injured. And it means that people wouldn't go down pretending to be injured to uh, try and get stoppages, yes. which is yeah. another, would be another good thing. So, yeah, I agree with that, and that would have completely negated all of this, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but no one ever listens to us. No. <laughs> I'm going to write out a strongly worded letter. Crotchet down. No recognised striker on the bench. Altogether. I think Will Leeds put it out. Oh, this is this is this is controversial. Click goes on and scores, and Villa will be fuming. As you mentioned in the headlines, mm-hmm. it was the London Marathon at the weekend. It was indeed. The men's race was won by Kipchoge. Yes, Kenyan. I think he's Kenyan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a time of two hours, two minutes, and thirty-eight seconds. It's quick, isn't it? That was the second fastest ever. Yeah, uh, I was right. It was quick. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, only 59 seconds slower than his own world record, yeah. which he'd run uh, this year, I think. Right. Like a few months earlier. Yeah. Obviously, two hours, two minutes, 38 seconds, or 122 minutes and 38 seconds mm-hmm. is quite a long time to be running for yes but a short time to run 26 miles in yes i think anyway. yeah i mean yes it's a, it's a fast marathon time is what you're trying to say yes <laughs> yes second fastest in the world <laughs> so it made me think what else you could do in 122 minutes and 38 seconds i wonder where we could be going with this <laughs> so i came up it's with the a- middle of the show <laughs> I've come up with a game Hooray. called For the Longest Time. Oh. They're out there running fast, not four o'clock or die, smashing all these records. It should be a crime, but what else can they do for the longest time? So I have found some of the longest matches in sporting history. Mm. You have to tell me whether they are longer, whether the matches lasted longer yeah. than 122 minutes and 38 seconds yeah. or shorter. I like it. Yep. Yeah. Simple. Good. So we'll start with the NHL. Oh. Longest ever NHL game was mm. between the... Detroit Red Wings and Montreal Maroons. Awful name. In <laughs> that's ni- not what they're called. In 1936. Oh, okay. I don't think that's what they're called anymore, is it? Is it the, no. Can- the Can- Canadians? Are yeah, they Canadians, yeah. yeah. Um, Detroit won 1-0. <laughs> 1-0. Oh, my. <laughs> but <laughs> did it last longer than 122 minutes or shorter? Oh, okay, okay. So, I guess in 1936, timings might have been different. I feel like ice hockey's they only play three periods. Yes. And the periods are 15 minutes? Uh, 20 sure. minutes, I Are think. they 20? Okay, so an hour regular time. And then they play overtime. And they just keep playing overtime, don't they? All American sports, they just keep playing overtime until someone wins. Uh, so now in ice hockey, they play... Overtime, they play a few periods of overtime and then go to penalty shootout. 
Ah, do they? Yes, and you get a point if you're still drawing at the end of overtime. Right. So they get a draw point. Yeah. Right. But then the team who wins gets the win point still. Okay. Ah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. But not in 1936. So this game could have gone on forever. Yes. (laughs) And what was his time again? Two two hours, two minutes? Uh, Yeah. Two hours, two minutes. Then I'm going to say that it went longer. I think they went more than three periods of overtime. You are right. Yes. They went six periods of oh overtime. Oh, my God. And it amounted in 176 minutes and 30 seconds of playing time. Whoa. <laughs> so did they just stop when they scored the goal? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> How? That must have been so bad. <laughs> I've forgotten how to skate. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have any skates. <laughs> just walking around on the ice, just constantly falling over. I can't understand any other way that you could not score. <laughs> to not score for t- how long were we talking? Three hours. Yeah. Nearly three hours of not scoring. That's, yeah. That's ridiculous. Maybe they just had two really good goalies. <laughs> Maybe. Just like tons and tons of shots. Yeah. <laughs> um, longest NBA game. Mm. 1951, the longest NBA game was played between the Indianapolis Olympians and Rochester Royals. Wow, neither of them exist anymore. But was the total playing time longer than 122 minutes or shorter? Okay, basketball, they play four 12-minute quarters now, whether they did in those days. This would be before the NBA, weren't it? Uh, it, been... it was an NBA game, apparently. Yeah, so it would have been before the NBA merged, sorry, with, with the ABA yes. and stuff. They wouldn't have been the only basketball league. Um, so it may have been different in those days. I don't know. It was a bit different. Okay. So, despite being the longest NBA game ever, mm. it finished 75-73. Ooh, that's low as well. Uh, no shot clock was in effect. Ah, that would be a problem. Yeah, that would be a problem. <laughs> Just hold on to it, boys. <laughs> hold on to it for one chance in overtime. <laughs> like that game we played against Danger. <laughs> we just held the disc for hours. <laughs> um, okay. No shot clock to that. means it could have gone on for a long time. I'm going to say on this one shorter I think shorter they couldn't have not scored that much I don't think in basketball they played six periods of overtime oh my during which a total of 23 shots (laughs) between them (laughs) such a boring game (laughs) American fans would have been they would have hated that so much they don't like like 10 seconds without some action Um, but it only amounted to 78 minutes of playing time total yeah Really? How short were the games? Like five minute periods. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So you got that one right as yeah. well. Six overtimes. Longest ever bot bot botching. Botching. <laughs> uh botcha. Botching. <laughs> Longest ever boxing match. Uh-huh. This was between Andy Bowen and Jack Burke in eighteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. Did it last <laughs> longer than 122 minutes or shorter? Oh, boxing match. 
it can't have it can't have gone past two hours. It can't have. They would have died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would have died of like exhaustion or something. Like Yeah, no, I don't think it can have done. Surely not. It went 110 rounds. What? Between 9pm and 4am. <laughs> Seven hours. That is bonkers. And it was deemed a draw when both were too exhausted to continue. That is insane. Is that real? <laughs> uh, according to the website I read. What year did you say this was in? 1893. Okay, right, yeah, they did mad things back then, Different yeah. era, different era. Jesus Christ. Okay. Longest ever baseball game. Ah, no. I'm going to say straight away that this one is longer (laughs) because a regular baseball game goes that long. (laughs) How much longer? (laughs) Go on, give me me the question. What's the... So it was in 1984 between Mm -hmm. the Milwaukee Brewers and Chicago White Sox. Mm -hmm. It went 25 innings. Oh, they don't do that anymore, do they? Do they have overtime innings? I don't know. I thought, oh, maybe they do. They only have nine regular innings, yeah. don't they? So 25 is a lot. It is. <laughs> I'm going to say it went nine hours. Oh, eight hours, six minutes. Oh, it's close. You still get a point, though, yes. for going longer. I, it's very obvious with baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> regular baseball games are interminably long. Yeah. So far, you have three out of four. Doing all right, doing aren't well. I? Doing all right. Two, in a, two weeks in a row, I'm doing well. Longest NFL game. Mm. This was in 1971 between, uh, 1971 AFC divisional playoff between Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. Played on Christmas Day. It's not a day when you want to run long. Or maybe it is. (laughs) If you don't like your family. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going, lads. Hold on. Coaches, (laughs) coaches like, we're going to call defensive plays all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> but was the total playing time longer than 122 minutes? So we're we talking time on the pitch or time that the game went on for? Time, so uh, playing time, like time the clock was Actual running. clock time, okay. 122 minutes. How long is American football? They They play four quarters... I think they're ten minute quarters, ten minute playtime quarters. So that's a Maybe. lot. I don't know. That would need to be, but again, nineteen seventy one game rules might have been different. It's going to need to be a lot of overtime anyway to get to be the longest NFL game. It has to be. But yeah, it's to be the longest ever. I'm going to go shorter. I think you go shorter. Yeah, I think so. It went seven minutes and forty seconds into the second period of overtime oh so it ran for 82 minutes yes total playing time yes so you scored oh i've killed it again four out of five two weeks in a row i think my quizzes are too easy you're making easy quizzes or i just know you Mm. i know i know the pattern (laughs) of your answers (laughs) in a first i've also written a quiz oh my about marathons just just out of, out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know why we've both written one about the marathon that was like the, the smallest bit of our show, but yeah. we both came with quizzes this week. So I'm going to go for a second round of For the Longest Time. Okay, so mine, my quiz, 
It was inspired by a quiz you did a while ago. Ooh. The Forbes quiz. You remember that one? Where uh, it was yes. how many can he buy? So this is... I looked up some of the records that were broken this weekend in the London Marathon based on the, the Big Ben one. So records, not regular records, but costume records. Uh. So these people have broken records in costumes and you've oh I've come up with things that they could have done in similar time. <laughs> so you'll see from question one where we're going with this. Question one. David Course, this weekend, broke the record for fastest marathon run dressed as a skeleton. He broke, he ran it in three hours, eight minutes and 59 seconds. That's real quick. Very quick. Although, dressed as a skeleton, it's going to be quite lightweight, Light, isn't, it? isn't it? So And probably lycra. So, actually, it's quite slow. He should have done better. Mm. Um, but how many x-rays could he have had in the time it took him to run the marathon? Can I use a calculator? No. (laughs) (laughs) I took this from the internet. (laughs) This is how long the internet says it takes to do an x-ray. So an x-ray takes, in my sort of experience... Yeah, this is not including waiting time, by the way. About six months. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ruined your joke. Two weeks for... For the, the results. results to come back. <laughs> two weeks for them to lose the results. <laughs> Put them down the back of the sofa. Um, no, this is just the physical act of taking an x-ray with the machine. Not, not ah, like it's like milliseconds. Surely. Well, it, Half so a second. It's the, the time... It takes you, them to click a button. No, from you walking through the door, oh. getting into the position... Having the X-ray taken and getting back out, I guess. Oh, I reckon they've got. They've tried to get it down to three minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll, you can use a calculator. Why not? I'll let you use a calculator because <laughs> <laughs> dividing three hours by three minutes is going to be tough. So I oh, know you can. So that's uh, twenty in an hour. Yeah. So we did it in three hours and eight. So sixty. Sixty-two. Sixty-two. Yeah. Sixty-two. So what are you going to go for? According to insiderradiology.com. Ooh, all the radiologists go for their fun facts. Yeah, that's right. This is the biggest site for radiologists. It's like Twitter, but for radiologists. Uh, According to that website, it takes 15 minutes to do an x-ray. That's what it says. It takes, well, it says it usually takes less than 15 minutes, but it's 15 minutes. (laughs) That's the number that they said. I thought you'd just get them in and out. No, this is for an entire body x-ray. They're doing all of it, up and down. One bone at a time. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) So using that maths, he could have had 12 x-rays in the time that he could have done the marathon. So, incorrect. Mm. Where's my cross? Where's my pen? No, you can borrow mine. <laughs> I'm gonna steal it. Ah. <laughs> uh, give you a cross. I would have given you that within two. I think <laughs> it's a low number. Question two: Fiona Henderson this weekend broke the re- broke the record for fastest marathon run dressed as a tooth. She ran it in three hours and fifty one minutes seventeen seconds. How many silver fillings could you have had fitted in that time? Ooh. According to sharecare.com. So you need. Do you need an injection? Yes. You uh, do to have a filling them. And that takes time to go numb. Yes. I don't think they factored that into this time. I think it was once it's already numb. How long did it take for them to fit? 
Uh, I'm going to say it feels like ages when you're in the chair. It does. It feels like an eternity. You feel like you'd rather be running a marathon at this stage. <sighs> 15 minutes. Uh, I'm going to say 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. 15 minutes, what the maths is easier. Yeah, do it 15. It's easier. <laughs> no, but that's the same as the x-ray. No. Mm. I will, before you give your answer, I will give you this if you can get it within three of the answer. I say 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you do three an hour. Three hours 50, did you say? Yep. So... so basically four hours. So just just less than four. So 12. Yeah. 11, 12. I'm going to say you could do 11. You've got it on the nose. <laughs> Is exact well according to sharecare.com, it is exactly 20 minutes to get a silver filling fitted. 11 fillings she could have had. What a lovely mouth she would have had. She'd have looked <laughs> like Goldie, wouldn't she? <laughs> Question three Philip Rose broke the record for fastest marathon dressed as an astronomical body when he ran dressed as the sun. Now, my body's pretty astronomical. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that is a weird one, for the, a weird category for them to have had. Yeah. Astronomical body, that could be anything. So I assume people are running as not just suns, but moons. Black holes. <laughs> Neptune. Oh, no. Wormholes. Pluto the dog. Ran it in minus two hours. Nice. <laughs> I like that. That's a science joke. I like it. So... He ran it in three hours, 52 minutes and 40 seconds. All of these are faster than mine. <laughs> How rubbish is that? <laughs> but these are all people who've done it a few times and are trying to give themselves an extra challenge. As different astronomical bodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pluto was his fastest. Pluto <laughs> was the smallest, so yeah, smart. <laughs> um, so, how many times back and forth from the sun could a photon of light made that journey? in the time it took for Philip Rose to do the marathon. Oh, doesn't it take like eight minutes? Not telling. Have I read that? Is that right? Maybe. Yep. That might be right. Eight minutes. Yeah, yep. maybe. Yep. Maybe. Eight minutes. <laughs> Something. Something can go between... Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> between somewhere and somewhere else in eight minutes. <laughs> you're thinking of me driving to work, aren't you? That's what you're thinking. <laughs> um, so, so, proton the... bars in a little car coming from... <laughs> driving to the sun and back. <laughs> Yeah, eight minutes, I reckon. Yeah, okay. Uh, how long? Three hours and 52. We'll call it 10 minutes. <laughs> so yeah, six, I'll give you it within five. Six times five. six times in an hour. Yeah. So 18, 23, is it 24 times? It's 28 times, <sighs> and I will give you that because I said within five. Perfect. Yeah, it is 8 minutes 20 that it takes for a photon of light to get from the sun to our planet Earth. So it could have done there and back in 8 minutes. Oh no, 16 minutes there and back. Yeah, very good. <laughs> you actually knew one. Yeah. <laughs> Impressive. Let's see whether you know this next one. <laughs> you've got two out of three so far. That's good. Doing very well. Competing against me. So you've got to get these last two right. Question four. Sally Orange... Broke the world record for fastest marathon dressed as a nut, which she is a nut. <laughs> <laughs> she ran it in four hours and nine minutes and fifty-one seconds. Is that faster than you? No. Ah, fuck you, Sally. There. <laughs> <laughs> so she ran it in four hours nine fifty-one. <laughs> 
Assuming that she went at the world record pace, how many nuts should could she crack using only her bottom in that time? The world record pace of nut cracking. With your bottom. With bottoms. Yes. <laughs> what Set kind of nuts is she cracking? Walnuts. Oh, the hardest of all the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know. Almonds. You would not want to be cracking an almond with your bum. It'd be impossible. Pistachios. <laughs> Pistachios. You have to prise them open. <laughs> you need a lot of bum dexterity for that, I think. No, this was set by Tomohura Shoji, who is Japanese. Where else? Where else could he be from? And massive. No, actually quite small. Just really? all in the technique. A lot of tailbone, I think, personally. <sighs> so, so he set the record in one minute. So I will give you half a mark if you can guess within five how many he sat on in one minute. In a minute? Yeah, and, and cracked. I'm going to say 20... No, I think I've overestimated. One every three seconds? Hmm... 20. You reckon 20? Uh, yeah, one every three seconds. Okay, and then work that into a number for <laughs> <laughs> the marathon. <laughs> so 20 a minute means times 60, 1,200 an hour. Oh, that seems ridiculous, doesn't That's it? That's a lot, isn't it? 1,200 an hour. 20 and then four hours. So 4,800, about 5,000. Is that your guess? Yeah. I'd give you it within 2,000, but... You are not right. <laughs> he cracked 43 walnuts with his bottom. Oh, wow. I watched the video as well. Almost one a second. They set out in a line, like, about yeah. 30, 40 centimetres, and he just slam, up, slam, 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 like, moving forwards as he slams. So he's just up and down, straight up and down, like a hole punch. It's so amazing. <laughs> I say amazing. <laughs> Ridiculous is the word I mean. <laughs> So no, he could he could have smashed ten thousand seven hundred walnuts in the time that it took her to run <laughs> the marathon had he kept that pace up. But hard mm, to keep the pace up, though, yeah. isn't it? Mm. There's a reason they only do it over a minute. Yes, because <laughs> a bum would get sore. <laughs> ten thousand seven hundred, you wouldn't have a bum left. <laughs> Sand it off. Okay, one last one. Question ten. Andrew Taylor broke the record for fastest mythological beast to have won a marathon. Dressed as a unicorn. Ooh. He ran it in three hours and 58 minutes and five seconds. Bill Gates makes £18,000 every minute. So in that time, would have made £4.28 million in the time that it would have taken Andrew Taylor to run the marathon. Mm -hmm. How many unicorn horns in 1560, in the year 1560... Could Bill Gates have bought have bought for that money? I say fifteen sixty because that was the only time that I could find a recorded sale of a <laughs> unicorn horn. It was sold by some German merchants to the Pope. Oh, you're not allowed to do that. Are you? you can't con the Pope in fifteen sixty. You did whatever you wanted. Fifteen sixty. So what? Like Apparently, a shilling. <laughs> it was. It was in. Is it giving you a dollar? It has given me a pound figure, yes. It was oh, okay. it was sold in Scudi, which was the Italian currency, I guess, at the time, or papal currency maybe. Um but they gave me a pound a pound uh conversion. So I know how much it cost in pounds in that money in those days. Yeah. 
Ugh. They apparently sold powdered unicorn horn in London up until the mid-1700s. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> it was thought to have a lot of health benefits. Turned out it was just heroin. There was a, I don't know if it was. <laughs> Chase the dragon. <laughs> Chase the unicorn. Um, so in the 16th century, yep. a unicorn horn would have cost you, I think, between 25 and 50 pounds. Okay. Yep. Fairly sure about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so then uh, the church had a lot of money. So, so put that into four point two eight million pounds and uh how many could he have bought? Uh we'll say fifty pounds. Yep. So <laughs> probably do need a calculator for this one. Let me get my calculator. Yep. Get your abacus out for the lads. Wait. Four point two eight million. <laughs> yep. Divided by fifty. Fifty quid. 85,000 unicorn horns. Uh, is that your order for, <laughs> for today's dinner? <laughs> yes. The correct answer is 238, the exact number of minutes that it took Andrew Taylor to run the marathon. <clears throat> a, a unicorn horn was sold in 1560 for £18,000 to the Pope. What? Nobody had that much money then. The Pope did. <laughs> the Pope had all the money. I have to remember that the Pope in that day, in those days was literally the leader of the free world at that point because oh, wow. Catholicism was massive. An so, idiot though. An idiot, yeah. <laughs> but they've paid more for less. So, yes, he, Bill Gates could have bought 238 in Is that old? three hours, four hours that it took Andrew Taylor to run. So, you only got Two out of five. Rubbish. So it turns out I'm the better marathon runner of the two of us. Who would have thought that? (laughs) (laughs) They're out there running fast, not for a buck or dime. Smashing all these records. It should be a crime, but what else can they do for the longest time? Hello, it's John Virgo here. And where's the white ball going? It's Bob's impression of the week. Just human That was good, wasn't it? Very good. <laughs> wasn't good at all. He sounds like he's from Sheffield. <laughs> oh, I don't know where mine was from. Sounded scared, though. He did sound scared, didn't he? That is very good, because he does sound scared a lot. <laughs> where is the white ball going? Where is the white ball going, Ben? Who do you think is going to take the white ball home with them? Do they, do Assuming they do that the white ball is the trophy. If, if, if they get a hat trick. You get, yeah, you get to keep the white ball. <laughs> it's the snooker I've world championship. I've pod three balls. <laughs> I'm having this. <laughs> Take this and go home. Uh, snooker world championships has thrown up a couple of uh, unusual, or not unusual, shocks really, isn't it? Yes. Gary Wilson is the biggest of the lot. Yeah, he's into the semi-finals already. Indeed, yes. Beat Ali Carter today on day of recording. Um, big as well. I really like Gary Wilson. I've watched him before. I can't remember where I watched him. I think I might have watched him at the UK's maybe? Or yeah. the Masters? Don't know. No, he wouldn't have been at the Masters, I don't think. He only qualified for the World uh, Championship. So maybe I watched him at the Worlds last year. He's really good. I really like him. I really rate him as a, as a person as well as a, a player. He seems very sort of mild-mannered and nice. Playing some excellent snooker yeah. as well. Absolutely blew away Ali Carter, really. Ali Carter, who also was a little bit of a shock to get through. Uh, that was sort of the sh- most 
out of the box sort of quarterfinal that there was, I think. Yes, in the round of sixteen, uh, Trump beat Ding, and yeah, is I now, watched that. He's now playing Maguire in the quarterfinals. Yeah, he scraped through against Ding. Yeah, he's looking ominous, Trump, because he's well ahead in the yeah. Maguire game. I think it's eleven five at the moment. That's worrying. I don't want him to win. I don't like Dutch no. at all. So hopefully Maguire can bring that back. Although I'm not a biggest, the biggest Maguire fan. <laughs> no, Maguire only just scraped through against James Cahill, who beat yes. Ronnie Sullivan. He only beat him 13-12. Yeah, that was an, another excellent game. I watched yeah. that. James Cahill is a real player, I'm telling you. Yeah. He, in a couple of years, he's going to be at the top of the game, I'm sure of it. Because he like really held his nerve especially like he held his nerve against Ronnie that was like sort of the first shot but to consolidate yeah. that to play so well against Stephen Maguire as well it, Maguire was lucky to get through in yes, that game he, he, was. he sort of held his nerve actually in the final frame yeah. but it was an excellent match of snooker and yeah Cahill's one to watch for sure Maguire not looking like he's going to go any further I don't think looks, so it looks like Trump's going to knock him out other quarterfinals are Kyron Wilson who beat Barry Hawkins yeah. against Dave Gilbert. That game is now over, actually. Oh, yeah. Dave Gilbert won that 13-8, I think. That's good, because he has a very boring name. He does, And along he? with Gary Wilson. And... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gary Wilson and David Gilbert, <laughs> the two plumbers who are in the in the World Championships. Snooker's great for that, isn't it? They have yes. loads of boring name players. Stuart Bingham. Yeah. Graham Dart. Barry Hawkins is quite... Actually, no, Barry Hawkins is not a bad name. Hawkins is right. He's a very boring person, yes. though. Yeah, and Peter Ebden. Yep. The final quarterfinal is John Higgins versus Neil Robertson. That is the highest quality quarterfinal of the lot. They're both playing very good snooker. Yeah. Neil Robertson is playing incredible snooker at the moment, but is down in that match, or at time of recording, is 9-7 down. John Higgins said of Robertson, Robertson is not tournament favourite for no reason. <laughs> yep. Cheers, John. <laughs> if you could say that in John Higgins' accent, it'll make more sense. <laughs> oh, no, he's not the, not the tournament favourite for no reason, is he? <laughs> he's not that Scottish, but... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he does talk in double negatives a little bit, does John Higgins. <laughs> But he is tournament favourite, uh, Nick Wait. Robertson. <laughs> but is, is for it? no reason, though. <laughs> Tied at 115. Crowd rising to the feet. George will defend Lillard. Spread floor. Lillard with 47 tonight. Working it down to 2-1. to one. A deep three. Oh! What? Blazers win the series. A walk-off three from Lillard. The most improbable, impossible three. Let's look at the basketball. Uh, Where they have more interesting names. They do. (laughs) Uh, Guillaume, the basketball man. That's what (laughs) I don't know why I came up with. I ended up having written down, so I made up one instead. (laughs) You don't know at least one basketball. (laughs) I know loads of them. Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant, I know them all. (laughs) <laughs> um, the NBA playoffs are carrying on. They are into as they as they do as forever. They do, they carry on. They are into the second round. There wasn't much, by the way, of shocks in the first round. Really, not really. Um, 
the yeah everything really went to seed to be honest um the bucks and the warriors demolished their opposition mm-hmm. although the warriors actually had a couple of good games against the clippers um, yeah. they're both the bucks and the warriors are the one seeds um warriors are two nil up at the moment in the series against the rockets which was the western's finals last year which last year was an incredible series this year hasn't really lit up yeah i actually watched the first game of that series i haven't watched a game of basketball in a long time but it was on, on youtube free on Sunday oh yeah night, so i wow. watched it yeah it was good um but yeah they didn't really light it up there was quite a lot of officiating like people getting annoyed at referees uh, and like fouls not being called that maybe were fouls maybe weren't there's a couple that looked like fouls to me but i don't I don't know the rules in and out and the referees didn't give it. And But there was a lot of technicals, a lot of players getting angry and sort of uh, shouting at the ref. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't a great game. Kevin Durant is looking great for the Warriors and I reckon the Warriors will sweep that series either 4-1, 4-0 possibly. They're 2-0 up already. The Nuggets currently are the other team in the West uh, at the 1-0 up against the Trailblazers. Not far into that series yet, but the Trailblazers got through with one of the most incredible final minute baskets ever like literally as the clock ran out Damian Lillard dribbles it up to not much past halfway he's just in the in the half takes a step back drains the most incredible three you've (laughs) ever seen the most high pressure three in that was in I can't I think it was game six so they were three two up if they if he'd missed it they were going three all going to a game seven so an incredible shot and one of the, sort of the most nice. iconic mo- uh, moments. Damien Lillard's one of those players who has sort of threatened to become a superstar over the years. Trailblazers have sort of never quite been there, but he's looking like he's sort of taking it to the next level at the moment. They might struggle, though, to get through against the Nuggets because they don't have anybody to mark Jokic, who is sort of the Nuggets' secret weapon. He's just huge. And yeah. <laughs> they don't have anyone to deal with him. <laughs> They're a huge guy for the Trailblazers out injured, so ah. they've got nobody to deal with him. Um, in the East, it's the Raptors versus the Sixers, the 76ers. That's one all at the moment. Raptors mm-hmm. got through, though your team. Yep. They got through. They beat the Magic after a shaky start, but they, they went through comfortably in the end. They're looking good against the Sixers, but the Sixers did still one in Toronto so they've got really? the home court advantage back yeah so 76ers possibility I don't know they're playing their sort of best guy Joel Embiid is injured or not injured but sick at the moment he's got like a viral illness apparently oh. so he's playing under the weather and they're still managing to win so Ooh. could be danger for the Raptors and the other one is the Bucks and the Celtics which is also one or the Celtics also stole a game in Milwaukee they're sort of not expected that one uh, oh yeah yeah the celtics didn't come into it very hot at all into the playoffs but they're turning up now so that one is going to be another good series so who who was your pick before now i said the warriors and the bucks and warriors are looking solid bucks mm, not sure could be could be the celtics but i said at the start of the season i said the celtics were going to be good and they didn't do very well all season so so <laughs> 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 how much i know <laughs> just i know things just a long time in advance all right <laughs> Team of the week. This week's team of the week is well, I guess it's the uh, Tongan Olymp- Olympics team. Yeah, but but in particular, this one guy in particular, as we do more and more recently, more and more often recently, <laughs> it is the shirtless Tongan. Yes, or Peter Taufatufua. Taufatufua. 
Tafatufua. Yep. Yeah, that's probably right. Peter. As it's just Peter, yeah. We call him Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Who is attempting his third Olympic bid. Yeah. But this time in two different sports. Yes. Bidding to be the first person in the modern era to have done so. He competed at Rio in 2016 in Taekwondo mm-hmm. and obviously became famous for being shirtless and oiled up at the opening ceremony. Yeah, he was sort of a viral hit, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, the internet <laughs> loved him, <laughs> I, which I can understand. He's got fair body. Good on him. Uh, even more impressive was when he appeared at the 2018 Pyeongchang Winter Olympics. Yeah. Again, shirtless. Did the same thing, didn't he? In much chillier weather. <laughs> yes. Uh, competing as a cross-country skier, despite not seeing snow until four months before the Games. Yeah, didn't compete like that, though, did he? <laughs> no, that would put have some, been better. Put some clothes on for that. <laughs> didn't, didn't wear his grass skirt for that one. <laughs> um, so, he's going to attempt another new sport at 2020, or he's attempting to get into 2020. Yeah, trying to qualify for 2020. In both taekwondo, as he's done before, mm-hmm. and sprint kayaking. Yes, so, continuing the theme of doing sports that he has no idea about, <laughs> he's literally just picked up a kayak. Yes. He's been out twice before, apparently, before starting training, <laughs> when he went out fishing on a kayak. And, uh, yeah, he's been doing it for about two months now. And describes them as very tippy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the interview I saw, they said, oh, are you any good at, at, at kayaking then? He says... I'll tell you once it stops spinning. <laughs> they, t- they spin a lot. <laughs> I've no idea if I'm any good at it because I can't keep the fucking thing the right way up. <laughs> <laughs> um, he went on to say the Brisbane River has a strong current mm. and bull sharks. So we have to figure out ways to try and stay in the kayak. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> that is great advice. <laughs> Of the, week. the funny story this week, mm. I hope, is <laughs> <laughs> James Faulkner, the Australian all-rounder, mm. has said he is not gay. Yeah, it's, like, it shouldn't be news, should it really? <laughs> <laughs> no, he felt the need to clarify this after a misunderstanding when he posted a picture on Instagram alongside his mom. And a man he described as his boyfriend. Yeah. I don't know why you'd do this. No, me either. But it was followed up by many cricket players and sports people, friends and family praising his courage. Yeah. Well, it would have been huge. He'd yeah. Been sort of the first out cricket player, I think. I don't Second. Think oh, is there a... Uh, there is one already. Okay. I didn't write down their name. Yeah. International player. Or county player. County. Yeah, I, I, that's what I felt like I remember. So he would have been the first international cricket yeah. player to be out. Um, so he was getting loads of support from mm. friends and family, saying how brave he was, how great he was for the community. Mm. Unfortunately, well, not necessarily unfortunately, uh, the reason he had to clarify is because it was just his friend. It was just a great friend. Yeah. And they're so, out celebrating five years as housemates. But why Why did he put boyfriend in the comments? This is my friend who's a boy. Yeah. He's my boyfriend. I, I get that he's a boy, but why did you put it? <laughs> you know what that means. Um, Do you think he was doing it as a PR stunt? Because that's what I think. I, I, think, I think he knew what was going to happen. 
I don't... He's trying to make a bid to get into the Australian World Cup team. I don't think so, because he, he's, he's come out and... Um... He hasn't come out, has he? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, he's clarified the misunderstanding and says this, the support he has received from the LGBT community is fantastic mm. and is really good to hear so many supportive people. It's yeah, really I, mean, nice. I mean, that is true, actually. It's kind of like, maybe, maybe what he was doing is testing the waters for actual gay athletes to come out because now that because he's not <laughs> the, now that he's rescinded his going out now he's shown that it's safe for people to do so and possibly lots of in a bid to get ahead of any sort of controversy mm. cricket australia released a statement did they they, <laughs> they did. felt they needed to did they oh they did <laughs> they certainly did um cricket australia does not consider the social commentary this morning from james faulkner to be a joke nor does james <laughs> his comment was made as a genuine reflection of his relationship with his business partner, best friend and housemate of five years. Mm. He was not contacted for the clarification before some outlets reported his Instagram post as an announcement of a homosexual relationship. <sighs> James and Cricket Australia are supportive of LGBT. QTI community and recognises coming out can be an incredibly emotional time. Mm. This post was not in any way meant to make light of that. That's uh, just made the whole thing very... Just made it worse, haven't you? <laughs> so good at that Cricket Australia. Just let it alone. <laughs> you didn't have to say anything. It was very obvious. It, they're idiots. <laughs> they're, yeah. oh, they just don't know when to let it lie, Cricket Australia, do they? They just, they just love to go in and like, oh, this... This looks like it might need our help. Wait, 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 wait. Dig, 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 dig. Big old hole for us all to jump in. <laughs> Have a great week, Cricket Australia. Thank you for listening. If you want to find more of our episodes, you and can. Why wouldn't you? Well, everybody does. I mean, everyone, everyone I, in the world. I don't know how they found this one. <laughs> I don't know how anyone finds podcasts. To be honest, it's impossible. <laughs> but you can find ours yes. on our website, which is uh, backseatcoaches.co.uk. You can. You can get involved with us on Facebook. We are Backseat Coaches Podcast on Facebook. We've got a little cheeky page. Or send us a tweet on Twitter at Backseat Coaches. Yeah. We do all kinds of fun stuff on Twitter. I posted a thing about wrestling robots the other day on Twitter. This little video of robots wrestling. So if you want to see that, go to Twitter. You, you get any retweets? No. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on Podchaser, which is a good like podcast aggregator. They're pretty cool. Or iTunes. Yeah. And if you do it through iTunes, give us a little five-star review. Anywhere you find us, give us five stars, please. If, Please. If, if you see us in the street, just give us like five stars. I would love, oh, do you know? Like Milky Way stars. stars. No, Milky uh, Way stars. That's oh, all I want. Oh, nice. So go and buy some and give them to me. <laughs> <laughs>